McQueen's raw intensity, his talent, was always there. He was, in real life, an emotional time bomb who ticked with metronomic precision. Tick, the need to hold in all the rage. Talk, the need to let it all out, on screen or off. This was what gave his characters their power, and despite all the acting classes, keeping the beat was the only real method he ever used and the only one he ever needed. In 1958, after struggling as a stage and live TV actor, McQueen hit it big in the film TV series Wanted, Dead or Alive, his gateway to Hollywood and the 28 feature films he would make in his lifetime. His resume was admittedly brief, with barely enough credits to admit him into the Pantheon. His output is not only qualitatively minimalist, but quantitatively minimal when compared with the 217 one-hour episodes and more than 70 features made by his contemporary, Clint Eastwood, who is still going strong. People tend to forget that Eastwood and McQueen were born the same year, 1930, and that their film and TV careers began approximately the same time. Wanted, Dead or Alive in 1958, Eastwood's Rawhide in 1959. Interestingly, neither McQueen nor Eastwood ever appeared especially comfortable in cinematic scenarios of romance, although both were very much players in real life. Eastwood, with his poncho, cigarillo, and regal loneliness, was able to externally fetishize his ability not just to exist, but to thrive on screen without women. While McQueen seemed too emotionally inhibited, his eyes too haunted, too downcast, to be a truly romantic leading man. Auteurist critic and historian Andrew Saris pointed out after McQueen's death that he was that rarity of rarities, a method action hero. The method played a key difference between McQueen's approach to acting and to his career and Eastwood's, who is a purely instinctive actor. The method did to McQueen what it did to a lot of aspiring actors in the mid to late 1950s. It held up Marlon Brando as an ultimately unattainable icon to try to emulate. It confused and intimidated novice actors, such as McQueen, who didn't fully understand the essence of the method, that it was intended to personalize performances and liberate emotions within the context of a reality already existing within the actor. In McQueen, it led to fake impressions rather than true expressions of pain and personalization and all the posturing that went with that falsity. To many of McQueen's teachers, good imitation Brando was better than no Brando at all. For the rest of his career, McQueen would be saddled with the burden of trying to prove he was an actor. It led to method god and madness disasters such as Enemy of the People, directed by George Schaefer in 1978, and narcissistic method gone motorized failures such as Lee H. Katzen's Le Mans, 1971, the latter a dispirited failure that left McQueen's spirit 
broken, and his life, career, and finances in shambles. Eastwood, on the other hand, from the earliest days of his career, couldn't have cared less about any method but the one that worked for him, looking good in front of a camera and trusting his director enough to know how to make him look good on screen. His detached professionalism exemplified the angry old Hollywood joke that proliferated at the height of Brandomania. A director tells an actor to cross the set, and the actor asks what his motivation is. "'Because I told you to do it,' replies the director. Eastwood not only did it, but learned from it, and laid out a plan for himself that would take him from acting to producing, to directing, to acting in films he produced and directed.